Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession to teach you how to be productive in our increasingly distracted world. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge. Just give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you simple, easily implementable strategies on how you can become a more productive you sign up for the free seven day productivity challenge at my website, mrproductivity.com. M I S T E R, mrproductivity.com. Today on the podcast, it's a replay from the webinar I did last week, March 25th, entitled How to Be Productive During COVID 19. Now, if you missed the webinar, you get to hear the entire webinar right here, right now. And if you were on the webinar, well, I don't do replays on my webinars, but that's okay. You're going to have the whole audio right now. Lots of information here. So sit back, relax, get something to write with and enjoy. Let's talk about our reality. I do apologize. I'm one of these people. I don't use slides for my webinar. So it's just going to be me on camera, but I do have notes. I'm going to have to, um, I wish I could put it someplace so I don't have to look like I'm not looking at you because it's kind of rude. Um, so first of all, let's talk about this thing called COVID-19. Okay, it is real, but it is not the end of the world. Okay, it's not the zombie apocalypse, although I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead. If anyone's a fan of The Walking Dead, let me know in the chat. Um, if we all start turning the zombies, the secret to killing that person is the knife to the head. Okay, that's if you guys need to know that information. You probably won't, but just in case. So we are going to get through this, Okay. And I want you to follow the the um, the suggestions and the um, the instructions of the experts. There's a lot of talking heads on TV. There's a lot of people on social media who are just talk, 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 and they're just spouting their opinions. And this is not a political webinar, by the way. I want you to listen to the experts. And what I mean by experts, I mean infectious disease experts. I mean virologists. I mean scientists. Listen to these people because they know what's going on. A lot of people, I mean, you're smart people. Go on Twitter. You can find people saying the craziest things. Um, don't listen to those people. Listen to the experts. Um, yes, yeah, some people have gotten sick and have recovered. Some people have died. This thing isn't over with, and nobody really knows how long before we're out of the woods. Okay, It's been, I think, 129 days since the first case was uh, publicly uh, made public in China. And so is this going to be over in 128 days? I don't know. Is it going to be over in five weeks? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Um, I, I'm a prod productivity expert, a podcaster. I, I serve people like you. I don't know. And what I'm trying to do, instead of worrying, I'm trying to spend more time helping people like you. So let's just jump right into this. First thing I want to talk about is I want you to stay informed, but not obsessed. Let me say that again. I want you to stay informed, but not obsessed. Know what's going on in your area of the world, okay? But don't spend too much time on the news. First of all, you know the story. If it le if it bleeds, it leads. You know, number two, there could be 100,000 cases and 99,999 people recover, and they will talk about the one person who died. And there are people recovering from this. And if you keep watching the news all day, 
like hour after hour after hour after hour, what's going to happen is it's going to make you feel overwhelmed. It's going to make you feel stressed. It's going to make you feel sad and angry and depressed and all these other emotions. So make sure you know what's going on. If there's a stay at home order in your area of the, uh, the, the country, or if it's been lifted, or if you can go to store or you can't go to store, if you can go out for a run or you can't go out for a run, know what's going on, but then go do something else. I'm going to give you some ideas on what you can do the um, for the rest of the day. That's idea number one. Stay informed, not obsessed. Number two, more now than ever, is I want you to plan your time, okay? I don't want you sleeping in and wandering around for like three, four hours, checking social media and going on TikTok and Instagram stories and all this stuff. I want you to have a plan, okay? If, you're not, if you can't work or you work from home, maybe you're home with your spouse or with your kids and you get the dog and the rest of the zoo, okay? What can you do today? What can you do that is going to help you be a better person? I promise you, you watching the news all day is not going to help you, okay? Now, how many people have ever gone to some kind of camp when you're a kid? Uh, I remember I went to a YMCA camp a long time ago, and they had a structured day. So you'd get up in the morning and then you do this activity from nine until 10 and then 10 to 11 and 11 to 12 was free time. And then 12 to one was like lunchtime. You need to have that same thing as you're dealing with the COVID-19. Now, what I suggest you do is you sit down with your family. Now, if it's just you, it'd be a real short meeting, but sit down with every human being that's in your family, in your household. And I want you to create a list. Everything everybody wants to do, I don't care how small and seemingly inconsequential it is, I want you to write it in the list. Now, what I want you to do with this list is, number one, I want it to be a living list. In other words, you don't do it once and forget about it. You take that list and you put it like on your refrigerator or some other central location. Then when someone says, I'm bored, now instead of trying to figure out what you can do, you can go to the list and go, Oh, I can do this item. Does that make sense? So now you're making the list. And now when you have your board or you don't know what to do, you've got a list. A lot of people will get bored and they'll go, what am I going to do? Because they haven't prepared and everybody can make a list. Okay. How you spend your time is up to you. But you've got to be intentional with it. Make sure you're being intentional with your time. So make that list. It's a very powerful strategy. Number three, I already alluded to this already. Minimize your time on social media. Even if you're on social media to watch silly videos on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or Snapchat, limit your time on social media. A lot of people lose sight of the fact that social media is designed to keep you on the platform forever. They are the ones that invented endless scrolling. Okay. Social media is not on your side. They're not. It's not on their your side. They want you on their, their platform all day until you like doze off. So minimize your time on social media. The best way that you can do this is use a very little used uh, productivity tool on your phone called a timer. So let's say you want to go on Instagram 
and you want to just scroll and look at you know stories or posts or whatever, set your timer for 30, 45 minutes. I wouldn't do more than an hour. And then just have fun on social media. But when the timer goes off, I want you to stop and get off of social media. Okay? Stop and get off of social media. Because if you don't, you're going to endlessly scroll for a very long time. Now, when you get yourself a timer, I want you to get the most obnoxious sounding alarm you can get. Now, maybe you have to go spend like $1.50 at your app store, get something that sounds horrible. You don't want something like angel wings on butterflies, you know, like really soft. You want like a drill sergeant that says, get off social media. Set the timer, have fun on social media, get off of social media. So minimize your time for social media, not just because of all the negativity and the divisiveness and the hatred and all that stuff, but it's a waste of your time. You're not going to get rich scrolling on social media. I hope I didn't. Uh, hey, Max, I hope I didn't I hope I didn't shatter anybody, um, anybody's illusions that you will not get rich just watching social media. You can get rich on social media by contributing, but you will not get rich just scrolling. Hope that makes sense, everybody. The next thing I have for you is do stuff that you've been putting off for a very long time. Now, what I mean by this? Well, do you need to clean the garage? Has cleaning the garage been on your list for a very long time? Well, you have an opportunity now. How about cleaning that closet? You know the one that when you moved into your house or apartment, you unpacked everything, but there's those boxes you just threw in the closet and you say, someday I'm going to get to it. And now here it is like six years later. We still have those boxes never in, in our closet. Uh, be honest with you. We moved in here in uh, 2004. <laughs> so maybe you use this time to go through that closet and clean up those boxes. A to-do list for my wife and I. Number three, how about finishing that book that's been sitting around? I don't have a prop here. I do not have a prop. Sorry about that. You you've been you started this book with the best of intentions, and now you're like, you know what? I'm going to finish that book. Or maybe you start a book. We'll talk about more about that in a few minutes. So um, where am I here? Finish that book. So here's we're going to make this interactive right now. So what are the suggestions you have that you can do that you've been putting off for a very long time? Let's let's get to the chat here and let's see what other suggestions you guys have of things that you can do. I'm looking for suggestions of stuff that you haven't that you've been putting off for a very, very long time. Any ideas? I'm going to, when you're typing, I'm going to take a drink of water. No suggestions? Going through your plethora of old clothes. There you go, Hannah. I mean, you've been putting off for a while. That's a good idea. Um, fix the fence. There you go. Good one, Max. Um, Clean that closet and learn SQL. SQL, yes. You got the book you took out of the library three weeks ago. Not saying anything on the webinar, though. Uh, Unpack my apartment from moving six months ago. Hey, um, Darby, that's only six months ago. We've been here for what? Um, almost 14 years, 15 years. We still have boxes we haven't unpacked. So you're, you're doing pretty good. Uh, Carla, hey, Carla, you said going through tangible photos and organizing. Yes, that's awesome. And Max said help with housework. Yeah, um, yeah. Help with the housework. I, I help my wife with the housework all the time. So 
So good ideas. You guys can keep thinking of ideas of things you haven't done in a while. This is the time. So the next idea I have for you is make time for personal development. I have been studying high performers for a very long time. And the thing I learned about them is they make uh, personal development priority. And so on my schedule, as my wife, Michelle, can attest, I schedule time on my calendar seven days a week. Yes, weekends, holidays, vacations. I spend time on personal development. Now, this could be writing a book. Maybe you sign up and take a course. Maybe you actually go through that course that you bought six months ago that you never started. You know the one. You know the one. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You bought a course six months ago with the fullest intention. You already paid for it. The fullest intention, but life got in the way. Now you have time. Go through that course. Um, maybe watch a TED Talk. You can get the TED Talk app on iOS and Android and Apple TV and Chrome and everywhere else. Sit down and search for some topics of stuff you want to learn. This is the time. And I don't think it should just be just during COVID-19, during our global pandemic. I think you should be making personal development a priority 24, I mean, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. No, seven days a week. Yes. Okay. Make personal development a priority. You don't have to go get an MBA to be uh, counting toward personal development. I'm reading two books right now. I'm reading A Give and Take by Adam Grant. And I'm reading The TB12 Method by Tom Brady. Read, read, read. Improve yourself because if you don't, you're going to be left behind. Okay? So I want you guys to think about what other ways you can get better at personal development. So in the comments, I want you to list some things of what you can do to improve your personal development. Let's have some ideas in the comment here. I'll get another drink of water. Hope you're not going, hope you're not uh, mad at me and saying, oh, he's making us think and work. I want you to get, I, when you become uh, a, a participant of the webinar, you get more out of it. So, well, you are a member of the 5 a.m. club, Michelle. You mean finish the book. Yeah, you should finish the book. That would be awesome. So, I'll just wait a few minutes for everybody else to type in any ideas they have for personal development. Revisit my instrument and practice some scales. Hannah, what instrument do you play? Online training, Kelly. Good. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, welcome, to the, welcome to the webinar. It will be a podcast next week. Uh, Max says, watch more webinars. Good one. That's uh, learn. Uh, make sure they're good webinars. Some webinars, Max, are just all about sales. Make sure you're getting stuff information. Saxophone. I love the saxophone. I love the sound of it. Uh, Rayanne says online training. Excellent. Good for you. All good. Awesome. Good. Awesome. That's it's live. What can I say? Um, okay. Here's another idea for you to be productive during COVID-19. Serve others. Now, several ideas I've written down. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you for some ideas. So be thinking as I'm thinking here, as I'm talking, I mean, um, trying to read your comments, trying to read my notes and trying to keep focused on the webinar. I do appreciate that. I apologize for that. So I want you to be thinking about ideas I'm going to, you're going to have for this. So here's some ideas of how you can serve others. You can start writing that book that, that you have in you that you know would serve other people. So start outlining your book, start writing the book. Another thing is launch a podcast. 
The Mark Stuchowski podcast has been around since July 7, 2017. And I think I've got 520 episodes out now. Um, so launch your own podcast. By the way, I'm self-taught on that. I didn't, you know, just like webinars, I didn't take training. I just learned it. And some of you may be saying it's apparent. Uh, uh, create a course or training. And some of you say you're watching online training, but maybe you create your own course. I mean, Hannah plays the saxophone. Maybe someday she wants to teach people how to do basic, uh, play the saxophone at a very basic level. Just think about that. Um, research a topic you're interested in. And then once you learn it, start sharing it. Go, go do your own webinar. Go do your own podcast. Uh, do a Facebook or Instagram live or do a YouTube live or something like that and share that with the world. Maybe start a blog or maybe you write a blog post if you already have a blog. So what you're doing is you're taking your skills and then you're serving other people because everyone's got something to teach other people. So what are some ideas you have about serving others? So let's say, oh, I'm glad I said your name right, Rayan. Thank you. Um, organize and throw away old files. I think that's from the previous one, Marisol. Uh, reach out to people who shouldn't go out to see if they need anything. Excellent. Oh, good for you, Hannah. You thought about it. Good for you. Because if there's something, see, when you learn to do something, it's great. But when you teach someone that very same thing, now you're actually getting more benefit because now you're learning more because now you've already learned it. Now you're teaching and you're also learning. So anybody else have any other ideas of how you can serve other people, not just during COVID-19. I don't want you to have a narrow focus and go, okay, all I care about is right now during COVID-19 and after COVID-19, I'm going to go back to the way it was. I don't, I want your life to forever change. I want you to figure out how you can serve people. Like if you wrote a book, okay, if you wrote a book, well, that can serve people. Once the book is out in the world, it can serve people for months and years in the future. Going to the store for the elderly. Very good because elderly are not supposed to be out at all to anybody. So that's a really good idea, Rayanne. Okay. So just keep those ideas going. Write that down in your notes, which I know you're doing. Carla says, go to the extra mile uh, so to speak with clients, give an extra five to 10 minutes answering a question, even if not part of the service. Uh, Carla is a client of mine and she knows this. Uh, when you sign out with me, a client, I do give you like 10 minute emergency calls or if you've got a productivity challenge, we can actually, um, you know, talk and I do this. It's no extra charge. It's just part of the package. Uh, Darby says, make videos to make people laugh. Well, Darby, if you're funny, good for you. Uh, people think I'm funny. I think I'm funny looking. Um, my wife thinks I'm hysterical. Um, if you could see if I had someone follow me around like Gary Banachuk that you, you, you think it was hysterical. Some of the things I do around the house. Um, I, I, I amuse my wife very much. So, um, okay. The next big idea you, I have for you is sleep. Now I've done a lot of research on sleep. I've read a lot of books on sleep. And your body, contrary to what you think, your body needs a minimum of seven hours of sleep, a minimum of seven hours of sleep every single night, not Sunday through Thursday, not during the work week, not when you're young, not when you're old, seven days a week, your body needs seven hours of sleep. Okay. 
I can't stress this enough. The range is seven to nine hours, but the minimum is seven hours. Now, my wife and I are members of the 5 a.m. club. We joined that back on February 4th. We get up every day at 5 a.m. and I go for a run. She walks around the block. But in order to get up at five o'clock in the morning and get seven hours of sleep, I'm generally in bed by 9.30, 9.50, 9.30 at night. But your body loves consistency. We're going to talk about consistency again in a few minutes. Your body loves consistency. Okay. It wants to go to bed at the same time. Yes. Seven days a week. Yes. On vacation. Yes. On Christmas. Yes. On New Year's. Your body loves consistency. So I always try to go to bed 9.15, between 9.50 and 9.45, and then I'm up by 5 a.m. Okay. It lies consistency. What a lot of people do, I find they go to bed at a decent hour, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, they have Friday and Saturdays, they're late nights. They go out and party. They go to the clubs. They go hang out with friends and they sleep in the next day. And now you're taking your body out of whack. And then it takes your body three, four days to get back into rhythm. And now you're staying up late again. And so a, a really good recommendation for you is do, uh, Dr. Matthew Walker's book, why we sleep incredible book lots and lots of research in there uh, the scientists the neuroscientists are all in agreement we need 7 to 9 hours of sleep and there's studies that are backing up that if you get less than 7 hours of sleep you start having a whole host of problems psychological physiological the whole 9 yards you need to get sleep okay so i want you to set yourself up for success for sleep. A lot of people haven't been getting a lot of sleep. And what happens is during COVID-19, that stay at home alert or stay at home um, law order. I'm sorry. And now what they're doing is now they're staying up late and sleeping until noon. Well, your body it's been proven cannot catch up on sleep. Okay. Your body cannot catch up on sleep. They've proven this. This is not my opinion. Read, read why we sleep. Your body cannot catch up on sleep. So your body likes consistency. It likes at least seven hours of sleep. So I beg you, please, please do that. Seven hours of sleep. The next thing is embrace positivity. I decided yesterday that I'm not going to, I'm not going to participate in the overwhelm that we're dealing with in our society today. Everybody's freaking out about, is there going to be food at the grocery stores? Are they going to ground domestic travel? Uh, is this thing going to last for two years? Are we going to a thing worse than greater depression? Are we all going to die? You know, and just makes, you know, right now it's just making me heart palpitations. You know, it's like just thinking about that. So I decided, you know what? I'm not participating in this overwhelm. I'm not. Now, am I, I'm not a Pollyanna saying, eh, nothing's wrong. We're all fine. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that I'm not going to deal with the overwhelm. I refuse to deal with the overwhelm. So what do I mean by embrace positivity? Well, instead of watching, news or instead of watching movies don't watch the movie contagion some people think it's funny to go watch the movie contagion why would you watch the movie contagion during COVID 19 i don't understand that but maybe like my wife and i we we are um customers of verizon wireless and we are on we're on the unlimited plan and so they gave us disney plus for free for a year so we're watching some shows over there and what i mean by embrace positivity is not just your mindset but what are you putting in your mind are you are you watching funny things? Are you watching movies that make you feel good? Are you listening to podcasts that make you feel good? One of the compliments I get all the time is people come to me and they'll say, man, you're so, you're so positive. You're so optimistic. You're so happy. I'm like, well, yeah, I woke up this morning. I love what I do. I love serving you like on this webinar. Or if you're listening to the podcast later, I love 
serving my listeners, my viewers, the people who follow me on social media. I love what I do. And I realize that every day you can say, you know what? It's a good day. It's not a good day. I don't feel like being happy today. I'm going to embrace negativity today. You have a choice. You have a choice. I hope you choose positivity. Carla says, very true. Those things highly affect mental health. And she's slowing down watching the latest. See, we're, oh, yes. <laughs> I had to think that for a second. Yes, you're, you're very right, Carla. Uh, we need to disengage. Now, I really, I get in my soapbox just for a minute here. I think the news stations are doing a disservice. I think what they should do is they should do like a 30-minute program. Here's the update and then maybe show a Disney movie. I think they should stop showing wall-to-wall coverage because people are thinking this is the end of the world. And they'll say bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. And they'll go, oh, by the way, uh, most people recovering. I'm bad news, bad news. Wait, wait, what did you just say? And it's like, so they're not going to do it. So we've got to do it on ourselves. So please embrace positivity. Okay, moving right along. Idea number nine, extend yourself grace. This is a very difficult time. This has never happened in the history of the world. This is allegedly, I wasn't alive back then, but this is allegedly worse than the Spanish flu of 1918. You have to extend yourself grace. Things are going to be different. I mean, we go shopping nearly every day now because some days they have this and you go back the next day and they've got the thing they didn't have and they're missing something else. Okay. Um, Just extend yourself grace. Realize that normalcy as it used to be is not the new normal right now and give yourself permission that it's okay. You didn't cause this virus. You didn't cause all these people losing their jobs. You didn't cause all the bloviating in Washington, DC. So give yourself some grace. Uh, My wife and I are trying to be really good at whenever our Apple watch uh, goes off for uh, it's got a thing called the breathe app on there. And it reminds us to breathe deep breathing for one minute. We're trying to do that more. And, and we're trying to extend grace to ourselves and, and say, listen, we'll get through this. I mean, my wife and I are not scientists. We don't have a cure for the C word to use uh, Carla's uh, wording there. Um, Send yourself grace. Okay. You're going to be okay. Okay. Just grace is so powerful, but so many people are getting angry. And I'm like, well, you didn't cause this. I mean, when they did the stay at home orders, they had to do it to spread the, the stop the spread of the virus. So extend yourself grace. The final idea I have for you is consistency. Okay. Remember, I just talked to you about sleeping. Your body loves the consistency of sleep seven hours in bed the same night and waking up at the same time. You need to have some kind of routine. Like my wife and I, she's helping me because she got laid off from her job. She's helping me with my business. So she's a lot like doing uh, quote cards for Pinterest and Instagram for me. And she's going to be taking this when we're done with this webinar. She's actually going to take this webinar, the audio file, and she's going to make a podcast for me. It'll be out next week because I really want to serve the people. So If you lost your job and you go, Mark, what am I supposed to do? Well, set yourself up a schedule every single day. Set yourself up a schedule. Okay, I'm going to wake up at this time and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it could be, it's not going to be cast in stone like the Ten Commandments. But if you have a schedule 
and say, okay, this is when we're going to go shopping. This is when I'm going to take a walk. This is when I'm going to read. I was on a, I had an interview right before this webinar uh, on my show. And the, the woman talked about having a reading hour. Everyone in the family has a read, a, I'm sorry, a library hour. So everyone for an hour, they have library hour. Okay. Now it doesn't matter how young or old your kids are. Nobody, the kid, teenagers don't go to their own room. Everybody go gets a book and everybody goes in the living room. And as a family, they sit down and they read together. I love this idea because number one, the family's all together. Okay. And you know, sometimes the, the, the little kids may just have to be looking at the pages of the book. Okay. But the family is together. And I think that's really important. So try to do things as a family because you can't do things with friends. Okay. And I'm talking about this is inside the household, but consistency is really important. I still take my lunches at the same time. I still wake up at the same time. My morning routine, if you're interested in my morning routine, let me know in the comments. I do my morning routine seven days a week. Okay. I have dinner at the same time. After dinner, my wife and I sit down and watch TV and go to bed at the same time. If you want to know about my bedtime routine, let me know in the comments. Um, or I'm sorry, in the chats. I get confused where I am right now. But consistency. And you know, if you step back and you go, you know what? If I think about consistency, Mark's right. When I'm consistent, when I'm doing the same things every single day, when I'm doing the same things in the same order every day, I have less stress. I feel better about myself because I know after I do A, I do B. After B, I do C. After C, I do D. And your body craves the consistency. It loves the consistency. And these, you know, when I, when I talk to clients and they're like, well, that sounds kind of simple. And I'm like, are you doing it? Okay. Very, very important. Uh, Darby says, no offense, but does that get boring? Well, good question, Darby. Excellent question. Let me back up and explain it. What I mean by consistency is I don't mean you do the same thing at the same time every day. I think now that I reflect on it, I think that's the message I got across. That's not the message that was entitled. I was trying to get across rather. What I mean by consistency is like, okay, I always wake up at the same time. I always do the morning routine the same way. I always do lunch and dinner at the same time. I always, I don't have the same food every night. Okay. For lunch. And I always, you know, watch TV at night with my wife and I go to bed at the same time and I have the same bedtime routine. But during the day, I may change it up. So like on Mondays and Wednesdays, I do interviews for my podcast. Now the guests can book either a one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock or four o'clock appointment. So I don't do interviews every Monday and Wednesday at one. I may do one at one and then Wednesday may be at four. So you can tweak it. But I'm I'm more of a person that likes the same thing in the same time slots every day. Darby, if you don't, if that doesn't serve you, then don't do that. Maybe you like to say, okay, on Monday, or we're recording this on Wednesday, maybe tomorrow you're going to do it one way. And then Friday, you're going to take an easy day. You're going to maybe work a half a day, and then you're just going to goof off the other half of the day. That's fine. You need to do what works for you. So if you don't like doing the same thing every day, then don't. I'm not going to tell you my way is the best way. I'm going to tell you, I'm always going to tell you whether it's on the webinar, the podcast, on social media, on my newsletter, I'm always going to tell you the way I do things because I don't think it would be fair for me to tell you, Darby, the only way you're going to be the most productive self 
is to do it my way all the time. I don't think that would be right. That'd be wrong. And so I want you to do it your way. What works for you? And here's the thing. If you're not used to consistency in your life, you may have to spend several weeks or several months trying to figure out what works for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You're going to have to experiment, try different things. But I want you to do it because you want to do it and because it's going to work for you. Because when you own it, you're going to do it. Like Michelle says, you're going to make it a habit. But it's got to be yours. It can't be someone else's. You can certainly look at someone else and say, okay, I'm going to take what they did, like what I suggested, and say, I'm going to tweak it for my own use. Does that make sense? I hope that hope that serves you. Uh, okay, we do have a question. I want to bounce back here to question real quick. Darby asks, how do you separate work time and home time when working from home? When I don't feel I work productively from home, I have a hard time letting that go after 5 p.m. in the same space. Okay, Darby, here's the question. Here's here's uh, I already gave you the answer, and it's my tip number nine. Extend yourself grace. You are going to have good days. And you're going to have bad days. There are days when I do the minimum I need to do. So if I got a podcast, I do the podcast. I process the podcast because my podcasts are always released the, the day after they're recorded. But if I'm not feeling it, like let's say I record a podcast from one to two. And then I'm not feeling it. I may take the dog for a walk. Or I may go read. Or I may go watch some you know, an educational video. Or I may go go back in one of my courses. So. Unless it's like serving a client or if I'm a guest in a podcast or I'm doing a podcast, I, I give myself grace and I, I, I listen to myself. And like, okay, you know what? I had this on my schedule today right now, but I'm not feeling it. Does that make sense? So you got to listen to yourself. So you're working from home. If you're just not feeling it now, I realize you're in a different uh, situation. You guys work for a company and like I'm my own boss. I, I don't have a boss. I'm it. Okay. You may not have that leverage, but your question did say that you work from home, but when you don't feel like you've been productively from home, you have a hard time letting it go. I do think that you need to find a way to let it go. Maybe you need to go watch Frozen. (laughs) If you got kids, you know, I'm going with this thing. Let it go. I can't sing it because it's a copyright infringement, but sing, let it go and let it go. You are not going to have super duper productive days every single solitary day. It's impossible. Okay. It ain't going to happen. And this is where the grace comes in. You will have, um, I'm going to talk about the productivity scale in just a second. By the way, anybody who came in late, there's a a spot down at the bottom where you can ask questions. So feel free to ask questions uh, and I will answer them as soon as I get done with this. So I have something called the productivity scale and it goes from zero to 10. Okay, zero means you're the world's best procrastinator. You never get anything done ever. 10 means you're the world's most productive person. You always get everything done on time, every time. Spoiler alert, nobody's zero, nobody's a 10. We are all greater than a zero and less than a 10. But here's the thing. You will ebb and flow not only every week and every day, but every hour, maybe every minute. So you'll have good days. You may be a nine. And then... Darby, all of a sudden, I feel like a three. For many years in the Army, said, it is what it is. If you're not feeling it, maybe you take a nap. But make sure if you read Dr. Walker's book, you get up before three o'clock. Or maybe you take a walk. Or maybe you call somebody. 
or maybe you go read a book. Give yourself grace. Understand that your productivity is going to ebb and flow throughout the day. Ebb and flow, ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And you got to listen to yourself. Even if you're working for a company and you're working on a job, if, 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 it's, if you're working on a project or a task, I mean, and you're not feeling it, that's okay. You, you probably can't get up and walk away. If you can, if you're at work and you, you're really overwhelmed, you're really frustrated, I highly recommend you taking a micro break. And a micro break means you actually physically, physically get up from wherever you are. You go someplace, preferably outside, even if it's raining, don't out in the rain, but like under the shelter or someplace where it's quiet and you close your eyes. You're not in your phone. You're not listening to anything on your, on your phone. You close your eyes and do several deep breaths. It's called a micro break. It takes about five or 10 minutes. I highly recommend you do this. Okay. Because if you're working on the project and you become really frustrated at work and then you're like, well, I'm almost at the finish line. I'm so frustrated. I'm going to push through. Well, now you're like pushing a rope. You will be better off getting up in your work area, walking outside, not talking to anybody again, not on your phone, closing your eyes. Cause you want to close your eyes because you want to stop the brain from processing all the images. Cause you don't realize how much your brain is processing all day long. Okay. Close your eyes do several deep breaths. I've had people, I had one client of mine who's an HR director and I told her to do this and she goes, Seriously, dude. Well, she didn't say dude. I said, dude, I just added that in there. She said, seriously, what is that? What is that? How's that going to help? I was like, do me a favor, go try it and let me know how it goes the next call. Okay. The next day I get a text message from her. She goes, OMG, I cannot believe what a difference that made. She was an HR director. And if you know any HR directors or if you're an HR director in another lifetime, you know, they get hit by fiery arrows all day long. And she would literally get up from her office, tell her executive assistant, I'll be back in a minute. She would leave her phone with her executive secretary, take the elevator down to the ground floor, walk out the front door around the side of the building where nobody was and take a five or 10 minute break. She goes, this gave me so much energy. It was incredible. Micro breaks are powerful. And you know who doesn't take micro breaks? People who are in really busy positions like HR directors and entrepreneurs entrepreneurs don't take micro breaks because they go, I'm all by myself. I don't, why do I go to Southern accent? That I have no idea why I just went through Southern accent, but bear with me. This is what my wife has to put up with, by the way, on a regular basis. You need to take a break. Okay. Everybody needs micro breaks. Everybody. You listen to your body. It's not like a drug. You could take a micro break every 15, 20 minutes. Okay. It's not like Odin. Your body is never going to say, Oh my goodness. I don't need another micro break. If your body's telling you, hey, you're pushing your rope right now, you need to stop what you're doing and take a micro break. Okay, no more questions? Okay, so were you are you guys interested in either my bedtime or morning routines? Because if you're not, I'm not going to tell them because you're not interested. So let me know in the comments. If you have any questions, leave them in the comments section below. I'm going to get a drink of water real quick. Is this, uh, is this webinar serving you today? The only correct answer for Michelle is yes. <laughs> the other people can. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. <laughs> Thank you, Darby. My wife has to say has to say yes. Um, Thank you, uh, Ryan. And uh, Carla gave me an absolutely. I really appreciate that. So there's not a replay for this, but it will be available as a podcast next Wednesday. You can thank uh, Michelle for that. Thank you, Max. Any, any further questions? Now, okay. Okay. 
I asked you guys two yes or no questions. I just, I just realized that I said, do you want to hear my bedtime uh, and nighttime and morning routines? And I said, are you getting value from the webinar? And so I don't know if you guys are saying yes, because you're enjoying the webinar or you want to know my routines or both. So I apologize for that. <laughs> I just, just occurred to me. So um, let me ask this new question. Do you want to know about my routines? Yes or no? Only question I'm asking you. Okay, Maricel says yes. We're gonna we're gonna let Maricel speak for the whole group. The rest of you don't want to hear. It. I'm sorry. So I believe morning routines start the night before. So whatever time you decide to wake up in the morning, you need to set yourself up for a bedtime routine. Now, if you read why we sleep, you know you need to get off the screens one hour before you turn the lights off and go to bed. So what I do is at nine o'clock I stop watching TV and I stop all screens. The exception is Sunday night when The Walking Dead's on. My wife and I love Walking the Dead, uh, not Walking the Dead. We like watching The Walking Dead. And sometimes they go to like eight or nine after. So then I come in the come in the bedroom. Of course, I, I brush my teeth and all that stuff. And then I read a print book. I, I fill up my evening prompts from my Brendan Burchard High Performance Planner. And then I make sure my bullet journal is completely filled out. And then I read a print journal. I read a print journal. I read a print book. Now, sometimes I'll read some some of the Bible or devotion or one of my other print books, but I never, ever, ever read anything on the screen after nine o'clock. They have done research that says the blue light from our screens is affecting our sleep. So then I listen to my body. Sometimes I sleep. I read for five minutes. Sometimes I'll read for half an hour. But I always try to be in bed with the lights out by 9.45. And then hopefully I sleep well during the night. Um, last couple of nights I didn't, but I did get a good nap in today. So I feel really fresh for this webinar. And then my alarm on my Apple Watch goes off at 5 a.m. I used to get right up and because uh, Robert Sharma wrote a book called The 5 a.m. Club, which made me fall in love with the with the um, the getting up at 5 a.m. But, you know, there's some really weird people up at 5 a.m. Now, this is before COVID-19 struck the United States. OK, um, I would be out running at 505 in the morning. These are not people up getting ready for work. These are people still up from the night before. Now, maybe on Saturday and Sunday mornings, I could see it. We're talking Tuesday mornings. And so now I don't go running until about six o'clock in the morning. I just it, really weird when I'm out running and like you see people walking on the sidewalk. I'm like, there's no clubs around here. What? I don't know where they're coming from. I mean, there's, there's no clubs where we live. I don't know. But so what I do is I get up in the morning and then uh, after the bio break, then I, you know, will read my Bible, read my devotion. I'll fill up my planner. I will, you know, do all that stuff. And then when I get all that stuff done, then I will post something on social media. Very important to uh, point out here. Um, I do not, I do not consume social media. Okay. I go on Twitter, I go on LinkedIn, um, and I post something that would be a value to my audience, but I'm not reading anything else. There's a big difference between consuming social media and posting on social media. Believe it or not, it is very, very possible to actually uh, post and not consume. Okay. And then I go for my run, come home, cool down, take my shower. My lovely wife, Michelle, fixes me breakfast, and then I go about my day. And my days are a little bit uh, wonky now because Michelle lost her job on Monday. And so I'm used to her leaving for work at 830 and then she works nine to six. I would work nine to six, 
but we're, we're, we're making it work. She's, she's helped me in the business and we'll get the work we're, we're I'm very adaptable. I'm very flexible. And, um, so we'll make it work, but I do have routines every day. Now I'm a creature habit. Like Michelle mentioned in the comments earlier, I'm a creature habit. I like doing the same thing every day. Okay. I record all, we, we record all our shows on TiVo. We don't have cable or satellite and we watch our shows whenever we want to watch our shows, but we try to keep the TV off until five o'clock in the afternoon, minimum or in the evening, I guess. Um, Michelle says, tell them about the sleeper. Yeah. So uh, one day last week I was out running. It was like five 30 in the morning. I, I do this because it's so early in the morning. It's still dark here in Houston. I run around like a block around a neighborhood. It's like 0.87 miles. And when I started doing my first lap, I saw this guy walking on the sidewalk and he was like, if you ever seen the walking dead, um, he was like walking like the walking dead. Okay. And I thought that was really odd. It freaked me out. So I came off the sidewalk and ran down the street because there's nobody on the street, obviously. And then when I came back for the second lap, the guy was face down on the ground. I mean, on the sidewalk, boom. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So being the good citizen I did, I waited till I finished my run. Isn't that horrible of me? Um, He smelled horrible. He probably was a drunk. And then when I got back, it was only like about 15 minutes. Uh, I called the, the the emergency people and they, no, actually I texted Michelle to call the emergency people and they, they came. He, he's probably drunk. I mean, he was walking like he was intoxicated, but it really freaked me out. I mean, it was scary because it was like 530, 530, 540 in the morning. I'm like, it's really weird. And I mean, I thought of the walking dead. I'm like, but he was dressed too nicely. I mean, he wasn't like all dressed in tattered and filthy clothes at the walking dead, but still and I'm 54 years old. I'm a man, but I'm, I've never been a fighter. I'm more of a lover. And I it just kind of freaked me out. So, um, okay. No more questions. So anything else y'all want to know, just put a, put anything in the comments. Uh, by the way, Darby, Michelle was in the travel in- industry. So she sold cruises and of course, Everything shut down the cruise industry, uh, Disney World, um, all the theme parks. Everything's closed down. So um, this is your entertainment for the day. <laughs> I, hope I, I hope I am uh, amusing you. I hope uh, I made some people laugh because uh, I make Michelle laugh all day long because um, I, I just look at life as, as a gift. Um, life is precious, and I, I look forward to serving people. Um, you know, it's... Uh, I look at it, you know, someone asked me, you know, is a glass half full, half empty? I always say half full. I, I'm a positive person. I think um, I, I think that especially during COVID-19, but I really, really hope that it gets better as time goes on. Uh, y'all remember, remember um, September 11th, you know, September 12th, we came together as a nation. And then September 13th, not so much. September 14th, not so much. The further we got away from September 11th, we became uh, disjointed. And I want to be happy. And one thing people um, tell me is like, man, you're so happy. You're so positive. I could be, um, you know, at the grocery store. I could be on my podcast. I could be on a webinar. I, I just love life. I mean, I, I tell people I love every day that ends in Y. I love what I do. And right now, I have no clients. And I'm not ashamed to have saying that it's like all my clients lost all their clients or they lost their jobs. And why would you want to hire a productivity coach when you don't know how you're going to pay your mortgage or feed your family? So I get that, but I could sit there and go, woe is me like an Eeyore 
for money to poo and say, woe is me. I have no clients. Boo hoo hoo. Or I can say, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to double down and I'm going to serve the, I'm going to serve the face off all my, everybody who watches me on a webinar, um, listens to my podcast, watch me on social media through my email. And that's what I chosen to do. I chosen to serve as best as I can. So desperate for money to say, I'm not doing anything for free. This is what I'm chosen to do. If you decide you're not going to do this, hey, I don't hate you. You have to make your own decision. So um, that's all I got for you. I'm not selling anything on this webinar, by the way. I just want to serve you. So I see no more questions in here. Any other way I can serve anyone on this pot, on this webinar today? Anything at all, just let me know in the comments. If not, I will let you go back to your, your job or your kids or your life. But I just want to make sure I, I did serve you. Um, hopefully, I mean, actually, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put a real quick poll here. Uh, create a new poll. Did you find value in this webinar? Uh, yes. No. Hopefully, no one says no. So I just put that. Uh, just put that poll in there. Uh, you're very welcome, Marcel. Uh, Mar- Marisol, sorry. Um, Thank you, Darby, for attending. Uh, Roseanne said, thank you for Roseanne. Rayanne, come on, Mark. Wait, this is scrolling so fast. Thank you for your time. Very good information, very much. So, well, you all liked it. So I guess, um, how many people are here? It says 10 people showed up. Only six people voted. So let me know what you think. So far, you're making me feel really good because everyone's saying yes. So thank you so much. Um, thank you, Hannah, for saying I was helpful, entertaining, and a joy. Think about how you can serve people. Um, if you haven't heard of Adam Grant's book, Adam, Adam Grant, give and take. It's a, an incredible book I'm reading right now. Um, his whole theory is there's three kinds of, there's three kinds of people there in the world. There is givers, there are takers. So there's three kinds of people in the world. There's givers, there's takers, and there's matchers. Now we all know what takers are. Matchers are quid pro quo people. I'll, you wash my back, I'll wash yours. Givers are like, I like to think of myself as one giving. Okay. I came up with this idea two days ago, launched it. Here I am. Okay. I'm a giver. I give a lot of information. And when I look at the very successful people in the world, they're givers. Take, for example, the owner of uh, Dallas Mavericks and Shark Tank uh, entrepreneur, Mark Cuban. When they shut down the National Basketball Association, all those people, all those sales agents and all those vendor people lost their jobs. Mark decided, I'm going to create volunteer opportunities. And if people sign up for the volunteer opportunities, I will pay their full salary. That's a giver. And there are a lot of other companies doing that. Okay. So it's really important for you to be a giver and just start small. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge. Thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show. And then if you would tell two or three of your friends about value I'm bringing you on this podcast, it would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for listening once again. Until we meet again, my friend, you know what to do. Go be productive.